Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you will hear are both uplifting and challenging. Welcome to the Bridge. Hey, how are we doing? Good? Good, you guys look good. Feel good? Good. Well, uh, if you don't know me, I'm Kevin. I, uh, I'm usually in the back in the shadows, usually in the back of your heads. So if you want to make me feel comfortable, turn around so I'm just staring at the back of your heads all night and we're good. Guys, I make that joke every time I come and speak and every time he gets a laugh. So yes, I will be making that joke again. No, it's never going away. I feel like I'm married to it now, right? Right? It's kind of my thing, okay? Well, tonight, I get the honor and privilege of walking us into week three of this Daniel series, right? So first week was intro to what's going on in Daniel. Last week was Daniel chapter one. This week is Daniel chapter two. I hope you guys are ready because I have 50 verses to get through. And Jackson said I can do a verse a minute. So buckle up. It's time to party, right? I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. It's only 49 verses. You're good. That's fine. Okay. But we are in this Daniel series. Now, what is happening right now? See, the book of Daniel is a really cool book that gives us a vision of hope that should generate and empower people to, to deepen their faithfulness. And there's three things I want to make sure we hit tonight as we're going through chapter two. I want to make sure that we, we recognize that we are called to share the burdens with brothers and sisters. I want to, call, I want to make sure that we, we talk about that we are called to, to praise God in the midst of fearful situations and that we are called to be humble even when we, we understand, to pursue humility in all aspects of our life, right? So how did Daniel, how did, how did we get here with Daniel? Well, Babylon is a massive nation at the time, right? And actually Babylon ruled the whole known world. So if, if there was a land that people knew about, Babylon was king over it, okay? So really, Babylon was the world, right? And so we find King Nebuchadnezzar, ruler over that world. He was the king of the world. And what, what Babylon did that was really interesting and different from all these other conquering nations was that the, when they would conquer a land, they would take the educated and the, the influential of the people that they conquered and bring them into the capital city, right? So you had all these different types of cultures intermingling in, in Babylon, the capital of the Babylonian people, right? And that's where we find Daniel. He and his friends were were higher ups, they were educated, they were influential leaders in the Jewish community. And so when Babylon conquered the Jews, they brought all those people into Babylon. That brings us to where we are. See, last two weeks, we find Daniel and his friends in a foreign land having to figure out how to, to first hold fast to their faith, which is in opposition to the culture at the time, but also to not just hold fast and hunker down and wait for it to go away, but to hold fast to their faith and reach out into the community and have compassion. They were called to be holy or set apart, but compassionate and engaged in their community. I love that the Jackson kind of lays this theme out. They were called to be resolved and determined to be holy and involved in their community. So before we get into actual text, I just want to bathe this night in prayer. Is that cool? All right, so go ahead and pray with me, guys. Father God, you are awesome. I truly, deeply thank you for the opportunity that, that we get to know more about who you are and who you are calling us to be, God. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would bind the enemy from this place. 
that your presence would be made known in a real and tangible way, that you would reveal yourself and let the words that be said be from you and you alone, God. Let me decrease so you may increase, Father. You know I pray. Amen. All right. So Daniel chapter 2, verses 1 through 16, I'm going to give you the Kevin Summit translation because I really want to get into the, the meat of it, okay? 1 through 16 basically states that we are in the second year of King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, right? That he began having visions and nightmares, okay? None of the other wise men or fortune tellers or people that would practice divination could, could begin to explain to him what these visions and the nightmares meant. So he started to get really ticked off, okay? So he laid out this law that says, before you're going to tell, before I'm going to let you interpret my vision, you have to tell me what I'm dreaming, right? If you don't, I'm killing every single person that you're, you're associated with. You feel that tension, right? If somebody else doesn't get it right, I'm going to die? Right. See, that, that, that's, that's the problem when people become king and they have too much power. You wake up on a bad day and you wipe out a whole nation. You know what I mean? I'm so glad that God sits above authority and in power above all because I don't want to be the most powerful person on the earth. If somebody cuts me off, they're done. You know? I'm so glad. But that brings us into verse 17. See, Daniel, once he heard that execution order, went and pray, like pleaded with the chief of the guards to tell the king, like, listen, I will interpret for you. Please let me. And, and then he ran to his friends. I was like, guys, I really, I really may have stepped in it this time, but I told the king I was going to tell him the vision, okay? I told him I was going to interpret the vision. So king of the world, Mr. Grumpy Gills, Daniel took all the responsibility on his shoulders, Let's, let's see what happens. Verse 17, it says, Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Babylonian names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, veggie tales are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, I don't know. That's a deep church cut for you guys. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. 18, and he told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. That brings us to our first point of the night. You see, when Daniel stepped into it, when he was out of his element, when he stepped into a situation that was out of his control, he ran and sought support. So that's one thing that we are called to do when we are in the midst of, of shouldering these burdens, we are called to find support in the midst of burdens. That's your, your first two blanks. And guys, I gave you blanks because uh, I'm Baptist. And we always have like three, three points and like fill-ins as we go. That's just the way it is. So, so I'm, I'm imparting to you what I, what I grew up on, right? So find support in the midst of burdens. And see, that's exactly what, what happens with Daniel. He finds himself in a situation where only God could pull them out of. He, he, puts a, he puts him and his friends in a position of immense weight and tension. And his first response was to ask for prayer from his brothers because he knows that we are called to charge up before we charge forward into the vision that God has given us. That's what you're called to do. If God gives you a vision and a calling, go seek prayer, seek support, charge up, and step forward into the calling that God has given you. 
And that's actually one of the reasons why we, we ask you guys to go evangelize in groups, right? So when one, of, when one person is speaking, the rest of the group is praying on behalf of the person. They are, they are seeking the Holy Spirit to pour themselves out into the person that's evangelizing. We are doing this together as a group. You're not made to do life alone. You're made to do life in community. Seek that community out. The theologian R.A. Torrey actually puts it like this, that the word of God teaches us that intercession or praying on, the ha- on behalf of somebody else with God is, the, is most necessary in cases when man is most powerless. Can we admit that Daniel has found himself in a powerless situation, right? How many of you guys have, have kind of felt powerless in your own life? Whether it be, I don't know, you didn't study for a test and it's a big one, and you wake up and you go, oh, oh, I didn't study. What do you do? God, please give the answer to the test. And God goes, but you didn't study. But you're powerless. Like, you don't have time to to go study all the material. You got a test to take. You're in that in-between time. Call out. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, even if that's my hand, sorry, that's nothing wrong with the board. If, I'm a big fan of if, if you find yourself in these moments of going, ooh, what do I do? Man, call, call on your brothers. Call, call on your, your, your community. I, I, I can't tell you how many times. So I, I've got, I got two kids. I cannot tell you how many times when Noah was like super infant and I had no idea what I was doing. Three o'clock in the morning, my son's screaming in my arms and I call on my buddy and I'm like, Chris, you got to help me out, man. I have no idea what's going on. It's 3 o'clock, he's not asleep, why is he still crying? And he goes, dude, just take a breath, that's okay. I'm going to pray over him. And sure enough, we're coming up on two years later and he's still alive. And I, and I haven't caused him to go to therapy yet. He's all right, he's okay. That's the thing, when we feel powerless, God puts us in community for a purpose, right? Lean on the support that God has given you so you can achieve the vision that God has called you to. And see, We have to recognize that Daniel first had to tell the king what the dream was before he was allowed to interpret the dream, okay? So basically this is, let's let's, let's pretend for a second. I am the king of the known world, okay? Jackson, tell me what I dreamt last night. Or if you don't don't tell me exactly what I dreamt last night, I'm killing everybody in this room, okay? Do you guys feel that tension right there? If Jackson, if so. If Jackson doesn't tell me what my dream was last night, all y'all going to be dead. Is that, is that fair? Is that the result of a grumpy dude putting the, the weight of the, of the entire people on the shoulders of one man? Yeah? That's exactly what's happening with Daniel right now. See, verse 9 actually says it like this, that the king is speaking to the people and says, If you don't tell me the dream, you are doomed. So you have conspired to tell me lies, hoping I will change my mind. But tell me the dream, and then I'll know that you can tell me what it means. Powerless. Outside of an intervention of God, the entire Jewish people are going to be wiped out. Now, maybe there's no king threatening you right now, right? Let's be real. I'm not a king. I'm not very kingly. Um... But maybe you're encountering somebody that, 
like we role played last week. Like you're you're talking to them, and they say, "Listen, I'm wealthy. People respect me. Why do I need God? My life is good. Why does it matter? What are you gonna do?" See, those are moments where we find ourselves, as we displayed last week, you're almost, you're almost powerless in that moment on your own, right? God calls you to, to bring in your brothers and for that support. That's, that's point one, that, that we are called to, to find support in the midst of our burdens. You see, the world seems to give us every reason not to step out in faith. And when the enemy whispers that, that we're not strong enough, or I don't know what to say, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not a pastor, so I can't lead people to Jesus. Deep cut. God is calling you to greater things than that. Don't let the enemy get in your head. Don't give him space. Step out in faith. Get charged up with prayer. And bring your community so you can charge forward. Now, now let, let's keep going. Verse 19 says this, that then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision in the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. That he reveals the deep and the hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and he dwells in the light with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Daniel was given the answer. God told him what he needed to know. The first thing that Daniel does, first thing that he does is praise God for who he is. He doesn't go and say, sweet, I got the answer, I'm going to tell the king. He, he stops everything and he says, God, thank you for being you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for showing up in my life and being exactly what I need, exactly what I need it. And God does that for Daniel and he wants to do that for you. You have to take the step towards God, and God promises to pour himself out on you. My favorite verse in all of Scripture is Hosea 6.3. It says, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord, because his going forth is as certain as the dawn. He's going to come to us like the rain, like the spring rain waters the earth. And if you, if you hang out with me for 15 minutes, I promise you I'm bringing that verse in the conversation. Because what does spring rain do? It washes away the cold it washes away the dirt, and it calls forth new growth. That's what God is promising for you, that as you are pressing on to understanding him and knowing him, he is promising to pour himself out on you, to cause growth within you, and be everything you need. You have to take the step towards him. See, after God came through for Daniel, Daniel glorified the Lord and did not seek out glory for himself. Now, how many of us, when something good happens in our life, whether it be got a, an A on my class, pass my exam, D's get degrees, I get a dope paycheck, how many of us are tempted to go, I worked hard and I earned it? How many of us are tempted to say, it's my birthday, I deserved it? <laughs> 
it's re- that's, that's just part of humanity. That's part of, of who our sin nature is, selfish. But God calls us into something greater than that. And he has shown us how we could step into that greater that he promises. And that is to praise him in the midst of fear. And that's, I believe that's the mark of a good Christ follower is someone who elevates God over themselves. When they realize, like, I am not good enough, God is. Philippians 2 puts it like this, that don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourself. Daniel did not begin to have the audacity to think that he was the one that had the answer. Daniel knew that the answer was from God. And that God is worthy to be praised before any sort of motion is taken. See, if you notice, if you're looking in the scripture, it actually is aligned a little differently that that verse 19 through through 23 if if you look it's it's center aligned okay and what that means is in the original text when it's center aligned it's 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 marked as as to be a poem or a song and those are important whenever you're reading through scripture and you see a change in text from left aligned to center aligned i want you to stop and really figure out why is this here what is being said in this moment because it's different it's important. See, we see in this poem that wisdom and power belong to who? If you want to throw that verses 19 back up there for me, Willie. Who, who, does, who does wisdom and power belong to? God forever and ever. Who changes the times and the seasons? I'm give, like These are easy, easy youth ministry answers, like student answers. Who changes the times and seasons? Who removes kings and set up kings? Who gives wisdom and knowledge? Reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what's in the darkness and light dwells in him. It is God, not you. God has all of that already in the palm of his hand. You got no idea what the next hour has for you. Better recognize where humility comes from. Know yourself. Check your heart so that you, as you pursue humility. You're pursuing the heart of God. God is worthy to be praised and the source of all understanding. And Daniel knows this. And he makes sure to take time to praise God for who God is. Do it. When you are seeking God and God pours himself out to you, before you look at a screen, before you take a step again, you say, God, thank you for you. You are awesome. Showing up in my life. You see, God knows no limits and is in constant control of history. You see, like I said, Babylon conquered the whole known world. For all the perspective, they were the most powerful nation in the world, right? But there were still limits to what Babylon could do. 
There are still limits to what the king of the entire world could do. But God is limitless. He is eternal and he is boundless. We see in Isaiah 55 verse 8 and 9 it says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is telling you, don't worry about it. I've got it. Don't question what I'm doing. Just trust that I'm there. I've been there. I'm going to be there. I'm not expecting you to walk through the valley alone, but I'm walking there with you. God promises to be there for you. Trust in him. Praise him for his provision when he shows up in your life. Don't get caught in the cultural hype. Pursue what is eternal and not what is temporary. For me, I failed at this miserably. When I, my wife and I lived in Charleston, um, we had, so we, I lived in Charleston for like four or five years. And we had our son in Charleston. I was making 29.5 a year for a family of three that is underneath the, the federal poverty level, right? Rent was 1400 a month on the cheap end because it's Charleston, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know what was going on. I, that whole season of my life, I felt, was a season of crying out to God, saying, God, you've brought me here. Like, what are you doing? God, I, I, don't, I don't know where rent's coming from this month. Why are, why are we here? Why, did you, why are you making us go through this? See, I wasn't praying God in spite of my, praising God in spite of my fear. I was, I was cowering, not believing that God brought me to it so he will bring me through it. I wasn't listening to his promises. I wasn't pursuing him so he could pour out his blessing of mercy on me. I was cowering in fear. It's tough. And I promise you, I, I wish none of this on you, but I promise you there will be times in your life where you will be so terrified you won't know what to do. But I encourage you to, to call on your brothers. When you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders, pull in support so that they can help shoulder the burden with you and then you guys praise God together because he is worthy to be praised. We're called to praise God in the midst of fear because he is eternal and higher than anything that we could think or do. The third thing I want us to look at tonight is found in verse 26. It says, The king said to Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar, Is this true? Can you tell me what my dream was and what it, meant, what it means? See, Daniel replied, There is no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secret. Didn't Daniel just get revealed the vision? Doesn't Daniel know exactly what the king's going through right now? Right? Why? Why, why did he say that? 28, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. I will tell you your dream and the visions you saw as you lay on your bed. See, in that moment, Daniel knew the answer, and he could have taken credit. 
But Daniel knew that humility is what draws us into the heart of the Lord. Daniel knew that it wasn't within Daniel's own self or understanding, but it was God who gives wisdom and understanding that is the source for the vision. So that's point three for the night is that we are called to pursue humility in the midst of understanding. So even when we know the answer, walk with a humble heart. See, Daniel gave the king what he wanted, and when offered praise, Daniel pointed the king to the Lord. He remained humble and pursuing and pursued after the God. See, there's this pastor that, that I used to work with. He, he always said this one thing. He says that if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room. We should always walk forward as Christ followers, pursuing humility in all things. And if we ever find ourselves thinking that we are the bee's knees, the best space, the, the best person in the space, like, that's not where your heart needs to be. And if you can't change your heart, change your environment. So if you find yourself thinking that you're the best, move to a new room to make sure that you can, be real, you can realize, like, eh, maybe I'm not, maybe not the best out there. Humility is at the heart of understanding. In order for us to receive any growth or understanding, we have to recognize that we don't know it all and go through life with, with an open hand and open mind saying, God, please pour yourself out into my life. Constantly recognize that as Christ followers, we need to pursue humility. Isaiah 66, 2 actually says it like this. It's that for my hand made all these things, thus all these things came into being, declares the Lord Check this out. But to this one I will look, to him who is humble and contrite of spirit and who trembles at my word. See, our, mind, our mindset influences our posture. So in order for us to, to walk forward in confidence, we've got to recognize that God is a source of our confidence and nothing else. My identity can only be of Christ. It's not the car I drive. It's not where I work. It's not what I wear. It's not what my mommy or daddy does. Who I am is exactly who God says I am. Regardless of what people are telling me around you. Regardless of what the lies the enemy is whispering in you saying, you're not good enough. You really think you're the person that's supposed to say this right now? You really think they want to hear it from you? Guys, when you begin to hear those whispers, stop that moment and say, God, I need you. Jesus, I rebuke the enemy in your name, Holy Spirit. Speak through me. And God promises that as you pursue him, he will show up in your life, strengthen you, empower you to do what God calls you to do. Your identity is in who Jesus says you are, and that is redeemed and restored. Don't let the war lie to you. Step into something greater than, than you or the world could ever create for yourself. So a third, that third and final point is this, that we are called to pursue humility in the midst of understanding. And I'm, I'm going to finish with this. Band, if you wanted to come up, 
can come up now. But uh, I just want to finish with this, guys, that we are first and foremost called to share our burdens. What does that look like? That looks like getting involved with discipleship or family groups, right? We have all these options here. You're, you're about to step into family group time. That's the community that you, you, you're called to share your burdens with. Secondly, we are called to praise God for provision. So before you look at your phone in the morning, say, God, thank you. I love you. Teach me what you want me to know. And third, we are called to remain humble. The way we do that is by studying scripture, right? There's a beautiful Devo going on right now. You can text at Devo Bridge to 81010 and get plugged into to the devotions that is going on with, with you and your brothers and sisters here at this youth, youth ministry. Because as you pursue the heart of God, you recognize that I need God so much. There is nothing I can do outside of his will. And you walk forward with a humble heart. And you only know that if you know his heart, and his heart is found in Scripture. And that's the beautiful thing about the book of Daniel. See, it calls us to be holy and compassionate, to be set apart and engaged. See, there's, a, there's this Christian theologian and philosopher called Richard Niebuhr. He, he made this book called Christ and Culture, and it lays out like five different arguments for Christ and culture. And one of the ones that I, I really think is, is sits at the heart of, of Christ and his desire for us as Christ followers it's this one called Christ and Culture in Paradox. And basically what it says is that while we are called to be holy and set apart from culture, the tension that Christians live in is that we are also called to engage and be compassionate towards culture. To know our identity comes from God but also to engage with the world around us. And that's, that's the heart of evangelism is, is God calling us and saying, you are holy and set apart, now go make more holy people and go call people into being set apart. Pour out your heart because outside of Christ, there is no hope. But God gives you the ability to share that hope and opportunity for restoration with others. See, there is hope in exile. Culture is not our king. And recognize that the true king values you. If you are not dead, God is not done with you. See, Hebrews 13, 14 says like this, For this world is not our home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Acts 20, 24 says this, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for the finishing of the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Jackson says it time and time again. My life is not my own. This world is not my home. It is true. It is found in Scripture. Now step into the calling that God has given you. You know what to do. Do it. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to, to share your word and character and your love and your compassion and your provision with your, your people, God. Thank you so much for showing up in our lives. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would provide the opportunity for these people to step out of faith. For them to step into a situation that only you can provide provision through.
that they would praise you in those moments and then remain humble as they walk towards your calling and purpose. God, I love you. Jim, I pray. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us? Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to know more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, feel free to send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.